Podcast. So I just realized that when we were getting ready, um, <laughs> Miriam, have you ever seen that movie Spider-Man Universe where there's like three different kinds of Spider-Man? Miriam, I'm over here. Why are you looking at... What happened? I'm talking to you. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. The show has started. I'm talking oh. to you. <laughs> oh, my God. I was about to say, have you ever seen Spider-Man like, um, Universe where they have like three or four different Spider-Men? Have you seen that? No. Lamar, have you ever seen Spider-Man... <laughs> Where are all the geeks? I'm so used to men who I'm are geeks. I'm actually a geek. I've never heard of well, this Spider-Man. Well, in, in this movie, there's like a Miles Morales. He's like a black Spider-Man. There's like all these different kinds of Spider-Mans from alternate universes. And I just realized that we look like an Apollonia cartoon from like different universes. You're like Apo- Apollonia, the Instabatty edition. I'm like Apollonia, the Thick Snack uh, 20 edition. Like it's just very interesting. How so we're, we're the Spider-Man. Yeah, we're like pointing at each other like two Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> we're like in an alternate universe. out there who have watched the Spider-Man movie and who do not who do know who Miles is. Um this is what happens when all your your friends are guys who are geeks. Well, who, I'm a Star Wars nerd. You know that about oh, me. I'm God, not, yeah, yeah, you are. You like to wear the Princess Leia buns and stuff. Before no, we get started, like I have lightsaber umbrellas and stuff. I've seen you in your outfit. Yeah. Your Star Wars outfit. That was Halloween. That 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 was a special Halloween. It was. I, I want to do a toast before we get started. We are drinking today. Oh, you can't reach me Here you go, love. Thanks. Today we are drinking single barrel select Jack Daniels. A friend of ours told us this is the bougier version of Jack. I read somewhere that strong black women, whatever that is, we're going to unpack that, love brown liquor these days. Like for some reason, like I do love upwardly mobile women are like the top, like the growing consumers of brown liquor. So I felt like for this, we had to have brown, some brown liquor. Ooh. Ooh. Girl, what are we toasting to? Drinking. I already had a little toasting bit Toasting to the rest of this year being full of health, happiness, and wealth. The Fantastic Five. These last yes. five months, I wives, because I can't afford yeah, bad yeah, sex I right now. Yeah, I can't have bad sex, girl. Uh-huh. I did it for years. Oh! I'm going to just keep my drink in my lap because I already like it. Lamar's like, we had two very different reactions. The brown liquor is attacking my system. I feel like this would be good to drink if you're sick. Like, it would just... You this make a hot, like a hottie toddy. Yeah. This, hot, this yeah. feels like an inappropriate hug on the inside. But I like it, Lamar. You should get some. I think we're both having the same reaction. You just... <laughs> no, this is doing something for me. I'm Ooh, telling you. Oh, this is warm. Okay, guys. The show Maybe has... I want to take my clothes off. Okay. Okay. If you guys could just see Lamar's face, we need to get a third camera. Because <laughs> Lamar's like, I'm getting paid to do what now? All right. So the show has clearly derailed and started off with our guests not knowing we had started. The host is already a little tipsy. I need you guys to know that I do not have a drinking problem. In fact, the irony is I only drink socially... And lately, socially just means the show. So, like, this is like my one drink a week. Well, you know what I have in my house. Miriam has an actual bar. Like, it's like a machine. She's a robot. Let's tell the truth. She's a a, a robot boyfriend that makes her drinks in her house. Anything you want. For those of you who are joining us, this is Miriam Iman. She is an influencer. She's a natural hairstylist. She's an entrepreneur. She is very holistic. She's also one of my closest female friends. Um, I noticed that the show was like the list of people that I was gonna bring were mostly guys. And I was like, Ooh. vagina. Yeah. So I was like, we need some pussy power. We need some women Ooh. that we can have real conversations with. Yeah, this drink though, sis. I don't know. This drink is like <laughs> living in my throat right now. One of our mutual male friends was out with us when I was buying alcohol and he said, buy this instead of the regular jack. It's smoother and it's more grown manish. And I like smooth, <laughs> oh, grown manish things. And now Miriam's coughing. 
Oh, no wonder I'm having a bigger reaction. You're still sipping. Look how much I have left. Oh, you took it to the head. Oh, so, so yeah. Fun fact about me, guys. I gulp. So I don't know how to Ooh, sip. child. <laughs> that is not an invitation. <laughs> no, I'm not good at sipping. So that explains why I'm already having a reaction because I'm actually almost done. So I'll hold that for later. All right. So the, t- the topic for today is kind of fun. Um, and by fun, we're going to be dragging ourselves. Oh, shit, girl. I needed somebody who I knew could take the joke, take the L, because the episode is called Take the L, Sis. And I'm going to get into why I wanted to do this episode later. But first, let's do some hot topics to warm ourselves up. Okay. I love Although hot I feel topics. very warmed up by this. This drink, you guys, if you are listening or watching, <sighs> if you are feeling lonely at night, this is going to hug you. Oh, wait. <laughs> it might rub your booty cheek. I can't promise. Somebody from Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select needs to give Sponsor me us. a sponsorship because <laughs> we're about 10 minutes away from having <laughs> to make people pay to hear the rest of this spot. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. First hot topic, since we're all lubricated and happy now, is, you know what I just realized? Lamar said when he first started working with me, he had to check himself because I speak and that's what she says all the time. And he was like, that's just how she talks. Don't take it personal. Isn't that what oh, you said, yeah. Lamar? And I, I just heard myself. I'm realizing, poor Lamar is probably like... Well, that's how you felt when I said I love that for you. She thought I was being... She thought I was being, like, condescending when I was being... No, yeah. that that I get. But, like, I mean, that's a one phrase. Imagine having a boss that just constantly speaks in innuendo. That's true. That's I feel true. like I might have to take myself to HR. Lamar, yeah. I need you to Lamar, know. Lamar, if you... Watching the show, you now see... you, you tell me. I'm like this with everybody. So it's not just you. I'm true. not playing you. She cussed you. me out at her candle shoot. I was like, wait, what did I do? I just got pizza and a cake. <laughs> All right, let's 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 bring it back. All right, All so right. hot topics, right, guys? I need you to know this was probably the fastest I've ever gotten tipsy. Oh God, during. I'm scared. I might as well finish it. No, I'm not gonna finish it. I'm gonna save it till late. Lamar saying yes, he's a bad influence. All right, hot topics. First hot topic. Speaking of Spider Man, I didn't even realize this was a great segue. This is how good of a host I am. They just announced today, the day of recording, that Robin has come out as bisexual. Oh, Robin shut of up. Batman and Robin. Is now down with the, you know, is it the swirl? No, that's about interracial. What do they call it when you take dick and vagina? I don't know. But Robin <laughs> is now bisexual. For those of you who know, I'm pansexual, which is just, I guess, bisexual on steroids. So how do you feel, Miriam, about our favorite sidekick? That has a different meaning. Wait, so <laughs> is, it, is, it the, is it in a comic or in like it's a It's in show? a comic. Like him and his boyfriend were like, hey, boy. He was like, hey, boy. And they 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 hey, boyed. I mean, I think that's cool. Why not? Why can't, why can't he like penis and vagina? I mean. Oh. We've that, gotten so graphic. I thought I thought, I thought we were gonna eat. Listen, maybe Robin's like, hey, I I don't discriminate. I'm not mad at Robin for that. Holy smokes, Batman! I do think that there's gonna be some pushback um, from people because they're gonna think that they're he's I know, a fictional character, guys. But you know that people get people get not me. Mm-hmm. There are people mm-hmm. who get all riled up and be like, you're pushing the agenda on kids and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how people react to that. I didn't even read that. So that's interesting to Anybody know. who thinks what? that children in 2021 <laughs> don't know what a bisexual is. But you, but you know, Blue, there's going to be people out there who say that dumb shit. There's going to be. Even if you're homeschooled, your kid is sneaking Wi-Fi into the bathroom. and Somebody is, is starting a riot right now. They're getting together tomorrow to protest. Him being bisexual. There's going to be time. <laughs> oh, you are? Oh, look at you. Oh, you were pointing. I was like, what's happening? All right. So we're saying that we don't mind. Robin. I don't mind Robin. Do- Robin, live your life. He's kind of hot, too. Is he? I have a question. The, the one that they drew. Oh, they, oh there's a, I need to see the picture. Where's the picture? Yeah, we'll have it po- okay, pop up at some point. See, I got to see Robin. My question is, would you date a bisexual man? No. 
Oh, sis, you you were so woke about thirty seven <laughs> seconds ago. No, but I and we're back, uh, guys. Is that the Robin? No, uh, that's not the one that's that the, came out. Uh, the, Lamar showed us a picture of Robin from 1964. There are sexier <laughs> pictures of the actual he's, comic. He's grown up, okay? Oh, no, he has. He goes he's to the evolved, gym. He goes okay? to Equinox. <laughs> so oh, why would you not date a bisexual man? Um, It's just not my preference. I prefer a heterosexual man. Um, but what if he, because, you know, one of my coworkers said she felt like that until she had sex with a bisexual man and he was faithful but was also the best lover she ever had. I so mean, now she's like, oh, if you can be faithful and be, be good at sex, why do I, if I don't care about your ex-girlfriend, why would I care about your ex-boyfriend? And your response to that is? So I love that for her. <laughs> um, I think that's amazing. Uh, that's not for me. I just, it's just not for me. And I, I, I'm again, like I'm so, you know me, I'm like, be whatever the fuck you wanna be. I mean, I've messed around with women before. I don't know if I'm bisexual, if I have sex with women, but don't wanna be in a relate. What is that? You have to be, want more than- Right, I'm just by curious. A pretty girl yeah. looking your clitoris. But I don't like pretty girl, I like, the stud, the studs. Yeah, because they're more masculine yeah. than a lot of men. But allow I don't. I, I. So I'm like. So I just. I can't see myself being in a relationship with somebody who's bisexual. Then you're not. Then you're. You're definitely not bi. Then if I'm you, definitely if, if not you don't bi, have a yeah. relationship with someone of the same sex, you're definitely I, I not definitely bi. want a heterosexual man. Um, but is that? And this is me because this is called take the L's, right? This is okay, a conversation okay. where we're going to be dragging ourselves the entire time, which is why I brought the expensive jack. Oh shit! And not the sale kind because I was like, we need some some. <laughs> We need a price tag on this one. Not the Dollar Tree. Yeah, guy. not the Dollar Tree Jack, though. The reason is I re recognize that that is, and I feel the same way, but that is a bit of biphobia on both of our parts because if you found an amazing man who did everything you wanted and him being bisexual was the only thing that stopped you, that's not about the man, it's about bisexuality. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I think a lot of women are scared to admit that they are biphobic when it comes to dating men. Is it biphobic mm -hmm. if, you, if you just don't want to date a, a bisexual if, if, if person? If the person is appealing to you until you know something about them that you don't find appealing that is not going to actually affect your relationship, then it's a phobia. Because I feel if, like that would affect. Yeah, I, 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 if he's not, if he's not going to cheat on, if he's a faithful man, he's a good man, he's X, Y, and Z. But the idea of him being bisexual, even though it doesn't enter your day to day lives, is enough to make you pause and not even like that's literally a phobia of what. That, so are we, are we? Yeah. Are we, Here's the thing. Here's a plot twist. Everybody has a phobia, guys. When I meet men who are like, I'm not misogynistic at all. I'm like, oh, so your dick is gone and you weren't raised in society and you didn't watch any of the commercials that I watched because we're all spoon fed phobias. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of identifying which ones you are holding on to. So I'm gonna hold on to that one. Yeah, I'm and, that and you know what, shit. that's fair, right? Because <laughs> the beauty about you, Miriam, is that you can admit something and be like, well, that's just me and I'm making a, an active choice. Yeah, because I'm not doing anything in, in hate. And I think that's mm -hmm. different if you're hatred. Like I'm, you know me, like I'm all like, be who you want to be, all that. It's just my personal preference in being in a relationship and being intimate with a man. I want a heterosexual man for me. Not saying that should be the case for everybody. I'm like, yo, if you want to do whatever you want, that's just my preference. Um, I can't see that changing. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It could. I see like a point three percent chance of that ever happening. Point three, guys, <laughs> is less than one point. For those of you who are not but, good at math, yeah, I, I, the decimal has moved over less than a point. Uh -huh. I, I can't see that be. Um, I got hit on. I think I told you this before. Don't say any names because oh we we know all the same people. Lord. But I'm gonna say some names. No, please child. don't, because I feel like everybody on the internet knows this person. Okay, okay, okay. But a very well known. I don't know if he's gay or bi. Oh, I just know. Shit. I just know that he was making sexy time. 
eyes. Okay. Um, in very close quarters with me. Okay. And at one point during the conversation, he admitted he dated men, but also admitted he dated women. Ooh, interesting. And so he's yeah, bisexual. Well, he didn't use that term. He was just like, I'm human. You know, some people do that shit. Like, yeah. You know, I take dick and, and vagina, but I'm just human. Okay. So you're, yeah. Would that be you're bisexual? A, you, you could be a bisexual human. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to force you to say that. But for, because here's the thing La labels are meant to make things easier for us to digest. Gotcha. So if I meet somebody who doesn't want to call themselves bisexual, but they move in a way that's bisexual. I can internally be like he's bi, right? Internally, got it, got I'm not it. gonna call you out your name, right? I'm not around gonna you or even around you. other people. Yeah. But for my own laziness, shorthand is he's bi, right? So he calls himself human, although I think we're all human. So he wasn't really answering my question. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it a buck because I have alcohol in my system. He didn't answer my question, but for me, he was living a bisexual lifestyle. And he was amazing. He's probably so. Would you? Would you have well, he, sexual he, encounters he, with him, Blue? We had question. we we had a date. We had a single date. Okay. Um, it went lovely. So would you? He was deeply affirming. So would I you? I felt so pretty. <laughs> so would you? And but is he my boyfriend? Would have you, you heard me talk about him since? Would you entertain him as a boyfriend? I entertained him that night, and so, then I, and then what happened? No, no, no. But Mary, what happened, Miriam? I called you and said I think I got a gay guy taking me on a date tonight. This is interesting. <laughs> so this is me admitting my. The show's called Take the L, Sis, right? I want black women to realize that we can be problematic too, right? So here I am, a pansexual, LGBTQ plus advocate who's always helping people learn little things about how to be more empowered in their speech. But I can admit that when a really amazing bisexual man wanted to spend some sexy time with me, I found myself grappling with how do I feel about that? And here's the thing. If he was the kind of bisexual man that I thought was actually bisexual, mm -hmm. I think I might have actually entertained it a little bit. Interesting. But he, mm -hmm. and I have a lot of male friends. This is not everybody, guys, so I'm not speaking for everybody. But I have a lot of guy friends who, even I, think they're bisexual at first because it's a road to figuring out if they're gay or not. Oh, And I my see. intuition yeah. told me that he's actually not bi, he's gay. So I almost feel like mm -hmm. mine is a bit of a cheat. If I thought he was actually bi and he was secure in his, in his sexuality and wanted a wife... I might have actually entertained it. Right. But I was like, oh, honey, you're gay. You're you feel still like working he, you feel that. like he's still working through whatever he's feeling. And process. you know, I'm a tarot reader. I pull cards for everybody who comes to my house. Like whenever people come over, it's like a thing. If I love you enough to let you into my home, um, I'm probably gonna pull cards for you as long as I'm in the mood for it, right? Right. And so he got cards pulled and I was like, Oh, this is this is very gay. It was just it was all it was not so, the cards. It the was cards. swords left and right, cards. honey. Not a cup in sight. It was all swords. <laughs> so I was like, this feels like page five of that special section of Pornhub. Oh, blue. So I don't what think... a way to behave, blue. <laughs> no, I I liked him, but I didn't like him enough to spend enough time guessing if he was bi or not. So Miriam and I have just admitted, guys, on take the L sis. We've just I'm admitted not dating by that we might have some biphobia when it comes to dating. Um, I'm still exploring how I feel about that because I cannot judge all bisexual men on the two that I know of that have tried to court I me. I will say this though, I think it's dope men who are bisexual and comfortable and out there. Cause I think, I, think it's a, sexy. I, I, lo I love that there's not a stigma like there used to be. And I love that. And I love people living in their truth and their power. I'm all here for that. Yeah. And it's one of, it's one of the, those, those interesting things where we realize that you can be an ally, but sexual politics, desirability politics are where your like deep seated phobias will always tell on you. And that doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're human. The show's called Humanize, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of using us as an example, but I promise you, even the most woke person you know has a problematic preference 
Everybody does. By the way, this is a fun way to know that something's a, a, a problematic preference, guys. If you meet somebody amazing, like absolutely amazing, and the only thing stopping you is a superficial preference that will not in any way impede your quality of life, that's a preference that's baked in some kind of stuff that you're going to have to like decide if you care enough about to deal with. Some people don't care. They're like, I'm problematic. I don't care. Let's keep it pushing. That's who I'm choosing. Right. Well, I think is I don't think I would even be able to connect with somebody who I'm not sexually attracted to. That's not true. A lot of times you'll connect with somebody you're not sexually attracted to. And because you're not sexually attracted to them missing a thing that you've been taught you're supposed to want, you won't even see if you guys have chemistry. Cause one time I pushed past that. Cause I used to think like that. And I think when I hit like 30, I was like, I keep on saying that I, I don't think I can, somebody can grow on me. What if I do an experiment and if I meet the next person I meet who's amazing, if there's a thing superficially that's not there for me, what would happen? Do you know mm. what happened? That ugly motherfucker broke my heart. So, <laughs> so number one, I, I, my point, I, realized, gentlemen. I realized that it, it was a phobia that I had against what he represented. Because the thing that he was wasn't my type usually. And it was the only thing stopping me. And then I, I dated him and I really liked him. And then he still ended up being a fuckboy. So I don't know if that's a great Child. example, guys. Let's drink that on that. That's not a great example. Uh, I think we all know what it's like when you break one of your preferences for someone and they break your heart. You're like, every you time, got some nerve. Every time I dated a ragamuffin. Can we curse on here? Yeah. Every time I did a, a ragamuffin. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got played. And I'm Mary, like, Wait. I know damn well you're not trying to pretend that ragamuffin is the swear word that you meant. Well, I was going to say something else, but I, I right. pinged you that. You, you guys, Miriam swears like, like I do. Ragamuffin <laughs> was not the word, but go ahead. But every time I do that, I play myself because it's like I give it's someone who I think is, you know, lower than my standard. When I say lower than my mm -hmm. standards, I don't mean just, I don't mean physical because I actually have dated, if you look at my history dating men, like, I really don't date super, super attractive men, to be honest. You dated one guy who is very well known and he's not unattractive. Uh, he's okay. Yeah, but he's not unattractive he, he, though. He's not unattractive, but he's I'm, medium. Like I think most women would want a no, I think most women would want a medium cute guy no, who's but good to them. People after him are not um as medium as him. No, they're 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 they're, they're, they're above medium, yeah. 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 So um By the way, me and Miriam are real friends and we've decided not to share each other's real business about <laughs> other parties in our lives. So if you see us speaking in code, just know. No, but I, I actually find myself attracted to the mental before the physical, and then I'll look back and be like Wait a minute, you ain't perfect example. You got you got like five kids. You little you look like a you look like a, a French bulldog a little bit. That's like, medium ugly. You got a, you got a medium dad body. You got running. a dad bod. I dated dad bods for years. Oh my god, I thought dad bods were so sexy. There a lot, was a a lot of women love dad bods. When when Will Smith came out with his dad bod video, I love Will Smith. I was like, <laughs> I would totally hit that. I'm confused as to what the problem. <laughs> no disrespect to Jada or anybody no, else. No, I just love his energy of just owning. Like this is my body. It was sexy that the way he dope. owned it. Like, I just thought it was. I thought it was great. But I I used to love da dad bods until I didn't experience a dad bod, and I was like, actually, I like the sculpted strong back. Like we always talk about. Okay, I so you guys, if you ask me what my type is, Blue um, loves a strong back, honey. I love <laughs> a strong back. I feel like anybody, male or female, who can carry heavy things is built for me. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that.
She wants and that then, back looking like you've been working out in the. I need good posture. <laughs> you know, I need you to, to sit like like a like a proud eagle. Lamar, I just saw you. Lamar, <laughs> Lamar just Lamar said, Hold on, bitch. He's like, these women are putting me on game. My posture matters. <laughs> no, yes, men. Your There's been people that I didn't think had a strong back and they sat up. I was like, oh. I love a strong. You know what? Posture matters, guys. Do you have a weird. There's a weird turn off for me. And I realized this uh -oh. when I was on a date dating this ragamuffin Negro I was dating. Oh, not the ragamuffin Negro. I'm um, seeing a pattern. Okay. And you know who he is. We went on a date, and some every time we go on a date, this fool would order French fries and chicken tenders and a Sprite. I'm like, am I oh. dating a fucking, like, yeah. what are you, a teenager or a kid? Like, we're at, like, five, like, can I get a Sprite? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that. do you ever drink water? I, I oh, can't date oh. somebody who doesn't drink water. You, do you okay, hydrate? So, I'm going to tell you are something you live? that I told Jason and Damage, but I haven't told any of my oh, friends. God, so, I've only said this on camera, because I don't want to talk about this personally. But, um... I had someone over for a sneaky link a couple weeks ago. Oh. Yes, Miriam, we didn't you talk about it. Oh. You got, I'm we the got secrets, Lamar. <laughs> I, we got secrets. I'm the friend who doesn't tell people when I'm smashing. Like, I, I remember in January, I told you I had a pregnancy scare. And you, you were did. like, how? I know. I was like, who? What? What? <laughs> who? What? When? And where? Yeah, why? I'm, I'm the queen of the sneaky link, but because I like to keep my business to myself. I had somebody over. I, You know, quarantine had just opened up. It was Ooh. about to be Juneteenth. I was like, look, we're free, right? Let's be free. And then he went to the bathroom. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Did he drop bombs? No, his pee looked like apple cider vinegar. <gasps> no, see, that's what I, no, that's what I mean, Blue. I, and I, said, I can't do that. your pH balance is going to fuck me up and send me to the hospital. There's no it's way a, it's a back. It's a UTI waiting to happen. A cranberry juice on deck, sir. What is the happening? Oh, child. I got to take cranberry pills to have sex with you? No man should be peeing brown. No. No. No, no. man. I'm, I'm going to look into the camera. No man <laughs> should be peeing brown liquid. Anything that is darker than a golden ember, and I'm being kind, I'm being okay? Kind. Anything that is darker than a golden ember means you didn't just skip water today. You Your organs it. are shutting down, sir. And yeah. you have a poisonous penis. And and, uh, and those kind of people who be having the brown piss, that should be stinking. You can Wait, smell this is, it. It's a kind of people? I thought it was one dude. You can smell it when they be peeing. Like That's, a, that's true because when I went to the bathroom, I was like, you know my bathroom. I'm very big about my guest bathroom being a vibe. Yep. It, it usually smells like roses and, and amber musk. I was like, why does it smell like urine in here? Like, <laughs> like the piss was so bad, I had to make the uh, the eye hard. It was not urine, it was urine. Yeah. And I was like, why does that's it smell big, like urine? That's a big no. And I was like, did somebody pee on my floor? Because I was like, there's no way there's, there's anything in the toilet. Child, I, I looked into it. If my dog's piss is clearer than yours, there's a problem. Oh, that is a there's problem. There's a problem because my dog's hydrated. He's diabetic, so. Wait, Miriam, that just took a very... <laughs> <laughs> that just took a sad turn. <laughs> Miriam's dog is 112. No, he's not. He's 11. That's if you do the, if you do the math. That's 72 in dog No, that's, that's 11 is 77. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> okay, once you hit 70, you might as well be 112. Oh, that's awkward. My mother's 75. I love you, okay. mommy. I didn't mean you. All I meant right, dogs. All right, we're moving on. We're, we're moving, moving on. on. So what we just learned is that Miriam and I have admitted that we do have some... Well, Miriam more so than me. I'm working through mine. I'm not admitting to anything. <laughs> I just like Miriam said there's a 0.03% that she dated a bisexual man. And that was me being generous. So that's zero. And yeah. I said that if he was secure in his masculinity and I did not feel deeply that this was just a, a pit stop to him just being gay, I might consider it. So I'm actively working through mine. Um, but I've been through enough guy. Just don't send me anything that I got to work through too much. <laughs> the next hot topic I want to talk about is Nick Cannon. Oh, Lord. We actually have a clip. Oh, we have a clip. Because Nick Cannon was asked about why he has decided 
to impregnate um, half of North America. No, half of North America. And, um, and be so proud about it, too, right? Like, usually when people do this, you know, they cover their faces for TMZ and they hide. Nick has been peacocking and doing photo shoots. Oh, so clearly he's proud. So let's see what he had to say to our, you know, Charlemagne the God and Angela and and Envy. Was and this them. recently? This was this was recently okay. within the week where he was asked about the reaction to him impregnating so many people simultaneously. Okay. It's not the number of kids though. I guess people question the different baby mothers. That's what. Well, it why is. do people question that? I mean, because it like it's that's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life and really that's just a classified property when you think about it i mean like when you go into that mindset if we really talk in that talk like just the idea that a man should have one woman we shouldn't have anything i have no ownership over this person like if we really talking about how we coexist and how we populate it's about what exchange can we create together so I've never really subscribed to that mentality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I understand the institution of marriage and stuff, but if we go back to what that was about, that was the classified property. That was because one a father gave another man his daughter for land. So when you really get to that concept, it's like, all right, well, we got to change all of this up because I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the uh, mothers or... I heard it. All right, so... That was a lot. Miriam just listened to the Nick Cannon clip. That was a lot. <sighs> I don't know where to start. So, I, yeah, what were your thoughts about him saying that it's Eurocentric um, to I abide think, by the covenant of marriage? Okay, so one, I'm like, I'm not someone who says you have to get married or have married uh, or be married to have a family. I've always said that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what this Eurocentric term he's using to kind of like... Justify, he's trying to mention that how in, or in African nations that there's some men who have many wives and so... Back. Got it. Got it. I mean, I know. Um, okay, I'm just a little confused. I'm not. I'm trying to understand what the woman <laughs> gains from in this situation because it, it it seemed like he was talking a lot, but from a man's perspective. Yep. And uh, talking a lot about ownership and property, where it's like, I don't know what like you can be married or not be married, and nobody in relationships, nobody should feel like anyone's each other's property, right? Right. If you want to be someone who's in an open relationship, go for it. Like I am not judging that at all. My concern is how are you a present father when there's so many homes you have to be present in? like because financial support is one thing like obviously yeah. he's not lacking in the financial area at all that's not a question he can financially support i mean i don't know maybe they all live together maybe they don't they do not live together. okay so <laughs> i'm just understand trying to understand like how that would work in terms of raising the kids how you would probably be able to give enough time to each and individual kid growing up especially in the early stages which are really important stages of the yeah, life yeah and, and you mentioned that like if you've seen those videos he literally will do a a, a birthday shoot on the same day with all the kids like he has them on shifts like three o'clock baby oh, one really? you know four o'clock baby two like every well, couple do, of hours how do holidays work how do same I mean, thing and it's like are the women aware that are they like sister wives? Are like is They're it not sister okay? Wives. So that's what I'm confused. Is this polygamy or is this just like your mind? Because you talk about ownership and not wanting to own. So does that mean these women can go have their own relations outside of him? I can speak directly to that because you know we did interview Jessica okay. um, White, his his ex, and okay. she said it only went one way. So so basically the way kind that of the, the Nick has it set up is that he can have babies with a bunch of different women. 
but they don't seem to have the same autonomy that he has. And that's where he loses me. So, but then he was talking about ownership. That kind of, that kind of doesn't make sense. Well, here's the thing about gaslighting, right? When somebody gaslights you, they find a way to take from you while acting like they're giving to you. So mm. he's acting like he's giving them a great lifestyle, which he is. Right. He's I, giving them these beautiful babies, which he is. Right. And in response for that, he gets their love and devotion for one fifteenth of his heart. That's, I mean, listen, if those women are happy, mm -hmm. uh, good for them and if he's happy good for them i my thing is just the children is what i yeah. think about and i i think it would be incredibly difficult and he seems to be like very involved in his kids life so i'm not saying he's not but i think it'd be very difficult to, how many kids does he have now he's up to i think seven how are you going to be present in seven kids life like at every in four different homes in four so. different homes yeah. i mean i don't i think that's very difficult um and that's a lot of explaining to do to the children but I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't be okay with that if I was one of the women he was. The Nick Cannon thing makes me sad it, because he's mentioned, sad, mind child. you, his reasoning is keep on shifting or I guess evolving, he would say. First he said, well, I got lupus, y'all. I might die tomorrow. I want to make as many kids as possible. Is that what he said? Yeah, that was one of the things oh, he wow. said. Then it was, well, you know, uh, hip hop, hotep, you don't stop. It's Afrocentric to have mad baby mamas and, you know, you know, all the kings in Zambia had five wives. Like every time he speaks. I but mean, here's the thing, though, these to your point. justifications are But here's strange. the thing, though, to your point. He keeps saying these things that are about him. Not the woman. And not about the, ch forget the women, not about the, the children. children. Yeah. Because that's, there's, there's three levels here. There's a man who is very obviously, in my opinion, charming, um, very, very hardworking, uh, successful, and a good dude, right? Everybody I know who knows Nick Cannon says he's a good that's dude. That's what I heard as well, yeah. However, you can be a good dude, you can be charming, you can have the best of intentions and still be selfish. Will Smith, a fellow Libra, because Nick Cannon's a Libra, and as somebody who's been engaged to a Libra, I can tell you a lot about them. Ooh. You can be hella charming and likable and a good person and still be selfish as fuck. Hmm. I think what Nick Cannon's doing makes sense for him because he's justified it to himself and he's rich enough where nobody can check him. I think it's incredibly selfish. Number one, it's level one selfish to the women because they're subscribing to something because they feel like they have to do that to keep you. Oh, I don't think any, I know for a fact Jessica wouldn't, but I don't think any of those women would have chosen to share him if they didn't have to. But oh, they're, they're they're having yeah. to opt in to share him because that's what's been that's the only way to get access to him. Got Meanwhile, it. they love him so much they don't want anybody else. Mm. So number so number one, you're basically asking a woman to be a co-conspirator in her own demise. But at least she's an adult. But the, the the thing that bothers me most is these children don't care about how big your bank account is. They want to know where their dad is. Mm. They want to know why there's three or four other baby mamas that they're having to watch their parents like navigate around, not because he happened to fall in love and fall out of love and make babies the natural way, but because he intentionally got everybody pregnant during the pandemic. Well, also, and the intentionality is what bothers me. But also, like when you talk about having kids with somebody, like, and this is just in general outside of Nick Cannon. I don't think people realize how serious it is to bring a child into the world with another human being. Like, are your ideals the same? How do you feel about religion? How do you feel about feeding, mm -hmm. education? Like, these are like, I mean, these are things I think about. I don't know if there's things that, you know, you or Lamar thinks about, I, things I think he's, about. But he's indoctrinated all his women to be in agreement with. So even that wouldn't stop him because he's, by the time a woman lets Nick Cannon shoot up the club in her, she's already said yes and hopped in one leg like mm -hmm. a dog and said, I'll do whatever you want. Like, Ooh. no shade, no tea. But he gets them to subscribe to his lifestyle before he impregnates them. Interesting. So, I mean, he's, to me, he's a good dude who's moving like a cult leader. It's giving a little bit of... It's a little cultish, <laughs> right? And I'm, I, I'm really trying... I'm going to keep I, it a buck. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to understand... I'm really trying to understand what... 
I'm really trying to understand the purpose of The it. purpose is ego. Yeah. A good person with a disposable, disposable income and more charm than he knows what to do. Nick Cannon is so charming. Yeah. When you are charming and rich and a good person, you can find yourself justifying really selfish things mm -hmm. because you're so nice everywhere else. And so, like I was mentioning earlier, Will Smith, who is older than Nick, but used to move a little bit like Nick in the sense of I'm Superman. I'm I'm all these. I'm a, I'm a rock star. Everybody loves me. It wasn't until he got therapy and Jada called bullshit on him a couple of years in a row where he was like, I realized that everything I was doing for her that was nice. I wasn't doing it because she wanted it. I was doing it because it made me look like a good husband. Oh, wow. And it took a lot of therapy and reflection for Will Smith to get there. If Nick Cannon is as good of a dude as I know he is, and if he gets a therapist who's not falling for all these really pretty, you know, historically founded excuses for being selfish, one day he's going to have to have a deep, dark night of the soul where he admits that he was just trying to be immortal. Mm. I think Nick Cannon wants to have as many babies as possible so he can feel immortal. And that's cool for you, bruh. But those kids... They're going to wish they had a father who could have given them more time and not just assets and money. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, like to, all those kids at once, it makes me nervous. But speaking of, again, the episode is called Take the Elsis. Oh, shit. And so, you know, whenever we think we're about to be on some woman empowerment bullshit and be like, yeah, I am a woman, hear me roar. We're going to be accountable. I'm going to, and the, the reason why I'm saying this before I pivot to the next topic um, is because... Young Miami is someone that we all root for as a sis. Mm -hmm. The city girls have been used as shorthand for this new wave of younger women who I'm not a part of, I'm a little too old for it, but who are like, you know, fuck it up. I just want my bag, get out of my face, whatever, right? Like they're very free with their stuff. But even she said, if we go into lockdown again, fuck y'all, I'm getting pregnant. And Miriam, let's be honest, you and I have sent each other many late night texts like, do I want a baby? <laughs> I think I might want a baby this week. And so... On one hand, we're saying, oh, God, Nick Cannon is out I here. I mean, but us having but, but, one singular baby opposed to... It's still selfish, though, right? Because I think having a kid in, in today's world is selfish, period. Exactly. But so, so We're reason, humans and we want to have kids. The reason why I'm calling this out is because it's not that Nick Cannon is selfish and we're not. It's just that I want to share that there's different levels of selfish. You can be selfish 100%. and be like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm at an age where I need a baby. I'm gonna have one and pop it out because I want to know what what my, my genes look like. That's I mean, one selfish. Well, yeah, if you think about it, and then it gets it, to him, it's like seven or eight. There's a biological need in every human being to like want to reproduce, whether you act on it or not. Like you, you want to. It's in. How do you fight those urges? Because you and I have both been fighting them for um, months now. The current state of the world, my finances, like shit, kids are. You mean reality? Reality checks yeah. in. I mean. And a kid, to me, I, I think of it as a human being you're bringing into the world. It's no joke. Like that, your life is forever changing. And I, I even question, I've told you, we've had conversations where I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I want a kid. I want ego. Like, my ego and me wants to reproduce and see myself and my lineage continue. That's, I think, what a exactly. lot of people want. Some people don't, and that's to each their own. But I also stop and think sometimes, too, like, shit, there's kids who need help. There's kids who need to be adopted in this world, like our resources, the the climate, those things scare me too. Like, is it selfish to bring a kid into this world? Like, is my kid going to have to have a damn oxygen tank to have to fucking breathe in 10 years? Like, you know, like these are thoughts that I have. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, like, you know, you just have to make decisions that, you know, feel you want best. Your, you want your own kid. You, yeah. You, you want, want I think it, yeah. I want my own kid, but I don't know. I would, I would, I would have my, I told you this before. I, I plan to have a kid first biologically if possible and then the second child i want to adopt my question is myself where i struggle is is it selfish be just because of the way the climate is going um but you know people people when i tell people that they always say oh well, the world's always been crazy i'm like no nah, it's just crazy like we losing fish we going extinct in animals like global warming well, all this has happened before 
It has. Yeah. So I, but I'm not in the position right now to have the kids. So I have a little bit of time to think about so it. So is that what you say to yourself late at night when you want the baby? Because you know we've been having like, yeah, damn, I kind of want a baby. I mean, I get it. Like if so we go cute. into a lockdown too, I might be like, yo, fuck it. Like just have a baby. Like you know, like we're all locked down. But then you know, I don't know. I when the time's right, will happen. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, I, I, because, you know, I'm now part of the 40 Club, I can't afford to say that. I, I have to have conversations with doctors and stuff. <laughs> but for me, it's almost like... Yeah, what I, are your... How does that feel for you right For now? me, it's weird because my spirit is young. My life is also a little bit younger than me. Uh-huh. My biological age is not going to lie, though. My biological age does not care how popping my life is. It's like, but you're in your 40s now. And so for me, I'm thinking, I want to give myself one more year to see if I can be in a relationship where my child can have both parents mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that I've exhausted the possibility of having a partner to have a child with, not for just for me, but for my child. I, I think that. a lot of times people who think about, Oh, my mother had me as a single parent and, and I'm fine. No, you're not. You, you have intimacy issues. You have a scare of your fear of commitment. Uh -huh. You have attachment issues. You have all types of shit that came from that feeling of void that you had from not having your dad around, but you love your mother so much that out of respect for her, you don't speak it in public. Out of respect mm. for her, you act like she's all you need. Or out of a defense mechanism not to cry in the middle of the street in the rain like a Jodeci video, you pretend like you didn't need a father. But anybody who's being honest, who could have had a father in their lives and didn't have one, would nine times out of 10 choose to have a father in their lives, unless that father was abusive. And even if the father was abusive, I've, I have a lot of friends who say, at least I know where he is, but you don't even know oh, where your father is. That's so sad. Like if, you're, if your father is a, is a deadbeat, at least you know. I think a lot of people who have fucked up fathers don't realize there's a knowing that, that they still have oh, that dad. kids without fathers don't even have. I can't even talk shit about my dad because yeah. he left when I was seven. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So that void, I would never want to intentionally give my child that void if there was a way to avoid that. So for me, I think it's selfish to have a child Unless you've exhausted the possibilities of giving them at least parental units, even if it's my guy friends, you know I have like fifty eleven. Yeah, male friends. no, I, I agree. I mean, my uncle, who my who's my not my biological uncle, my grandma adopted him. He crazy enough through ancestor the DNA blood test he can do. Right, just found his dad because he like found one of his cousins. He has been looking for his dad his whole entire life. He is almost 50 now oh my god and he cried to his mom on her deathbed and said please tell me who my dad is and she basically was Aww. like no like whatever and that has really affected and impacted his life in many ways not knowing his dad and so meeting his dad finally was very healing for him right because it's like this whole other side of his family just didn't annoying know about. and not only that just we don't annoying. it takes a fucking village to raise a kid but he's it, but, he, but has the thing though your uncle's not a kid anymore but even when you're not a child your inner child your still inner wants child, to know i always say that adults were all recovering from our childhood good and bad like even like i i look at my childhood and i tell people all the time i had a great fucking childhood but there's still things that were toxic in my childhood that i'm recovering from doesn't mean my parents were bad my parents were great but we're all all recovering from that right so mm -hmm. if you had a parent that was absent you're recovering from that if you had an abusive parent you're recovering from that. If you had like a toxic like you know environment you're recovering from that but not having the parent the male figure the mom figure in your life and not knowing what you come from like i take so much joy in knowing that I can talk to my dad or my, or I could talk to my grandparents and learn about my lineage, like mm -hmm. learn about my family history. Like I know that my grandfather who, you know, was a millionaire and died broke, but I know that he grew up on a plantation and like he invented all these things that. Certain character traits yeah. you can take pride in, certain things exactly. that they do. Here's the thing that's always interesting for me is the fact of people who are adopted or who more likely in urban communities who don't have access to their father for all types of reasons that are out of our control sometimes. 
we learn to make the best of it. Uh-huh. And we often don't know what we're missing until we run into a friend who has a dad. Yeah. And then, it's and like, then we're oh. like, oh, right. Okay. This is the reason why I don't do relationships well, because I don't oh, trust them. Yeah. Because, but here's the thing, though. I also have friends who have both parents who are more fucked up, fucked up than me. Yeah. Like so, we said, we're all recovering from <laughs> So and the thing is, we always say that your relationships that show how your parents affected you the most are your romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Everybody you date in some ways affected by your parents. Right. Yeah. And whether you had good parents or not. Yeah. And, I and I have to be honest, there's a difference between being a good parent and being a good person. I know a lot of good people who are not meant to be parents. Well, and there's a difference between I know a lot of being a provider, who are amazing parents. And there's a difference between being a provider and being a present father or mother figure. Like I think yep. a lot of people like I think a lot of people, for example, uh, let's say you grew up, your dad's dad wasn't really present in his life, right? So for him, him being a provider and being able to financially secure, he may feel like he's doing the best job possible. But he's possible. emotionally cold. But yeah, he's emotionally cold and not giving you that aspect, right? So mm-hmm. then you're there's a part of you like, so you can have a parent who's present in your life financially, but maybe every time they get home from work, they go upstairs and they're not, hey, little Timmy, how was soccer today? Or let me take you to the park. You want to like, hear a fun statistic that I, I want to put out there because I think black men don't get enough credit sometimes when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. They always say that black men are the least present in their families lives or whatever uh-huh. we had to do the griot assignment is something about father's day where i had to read a lot of research and a lot of data from the fbi website mm-hmm. it was a long afternoon and halfway through the day of going through the research i realized that there was some shorthand that was unfair the real statistics and this might have changed over the last two years but i doubt it's changed very much the statistics were white men were marrying their wives more and so that was being counted. Marriage oh, was being counted as a, a present father. But actually, when you talked about present in their lives, black men are actually more present in their children's lives. They're just le- less likely to marry the women that they make the babies with. Interesting. So we're conflating not yeah, marrying your baby's can't. mother with not taking care of your yeah, child. Those can't be but here's the, the funny thing. thing. A lot of those white families, he they would marry the woman, but like have affairs or be out of work all the time and never Ooh, be around. So it's like even that nuclear family that's like, you know, Bob and Susan and their two kids, Bob's out working all the time. Yeah, I mean. Meanwhile, Jamal, who, you know, works through two or three part-time jobs and probably got locked up because of, you know, how we get locked up for dime bags and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He is going through a rough patch. He probably doesn't have as much to financially, but he actually, statistically speaking, present. is more present to make up for the lack. So I just want people to recognize that there's different ways to be fathers and hearkening back to the, the Nick Cannon thing. Nick, Nick being rich is not enough because he's still one man. Mm-hmm. I do want to pivot really quickly because I keep on mentioning this and getting tipsy and forgetting to finish my thought. Why we're doing the take the L, sis. Okay. What, I need to talk about why this episode, and we're going to start taking L's a lot because oh, the last 10 girl. minutes was about, yeah, I got you comfortable talking about fathers and stuff. It's about to come back to us. The reason why I'm doing this is because I was hanging out with a group of uh, friends. Child, pay, hand me the bottle while you, I'm, I'm okay. scared. I'm scared. Girl, you can pour as much okay. as you want because I trust you. Lord. Um, I was at, was it Soho House? Is that what they call it? You guys know I don't yeah, do bougie Soho things. House. I was at Soho House and there was a debate that was about to start, take off about submission. Okay. Sub- Ooh, submission. And a lot of people, and we're going to do a whole episode about submission in its entirety by itself. That's going to be an interesting conversation. A lot of people assume what my views will be based on me just being progressive in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. However, what we fail to realize is a lot of black people are very conservative, like, socially even mm-hmm. when they are progressive right mm-hmm. and i'm a lot more traditional than people realize i and Miriam, i think we you and i have talked about this at, at yeah, nauseam we, we had a conversation where i said if you take away the word submission and the biblical context that it's usually tethered to 
and the fire and brimstone humans who are wagging their fingers when they mention submission and just look at it as an English word. When a woman is nurturing a man, he's submitting to her. And when a man is protecting a woman, she's submitting to him. Uh-huh. So we actually, as genders, take turns in healthy relationships, not unhealthy ones, but in healthy relationships, we actually submitting take, to each other, take yeah. turns submitting. However, because of that famous Malcolm X quote, the black woman is the most, you know, un- disrespected, disrespected yeah. and just underappreciated person in the, in the country, and some would say even the world, mm-hmm. a lot of people have the kind of guilt towards black women that they would have towards a child who has been neglected. They're like, oh, you know, my son Tyrone, he's bad, but I'm never around and I feel bad, so I, I want to take him out to eat whenever I see him. You know that parent who feels yeah, yeah, guilty? Yeah, yeah, I know that. Because black women have been so disrespected and people, society, as they should, feel bad about disrespecting us, now when we fuck up, nobody can hold us accountable. Ooh. Because we're the most disrespected group. We're mm. the most down-talked to group. We're the ones who everybody's told us ugly, even though they're trying to borrow our body parts. And so because society has shot on black women so much and they've made us take so so many L's, now when we fuck up, we're like that bad kid whose parents feel guilty who don't discipline them. Nobody can discipline black women except for other black women. That is true. So even when a man sees you acting like a fucking donkey. That is true. He has no space to check you. That is true. And so that's why I want to do an episode called Take the L, Sis, because any place where there is no accountability, there's no honor. And I think it's dishonorable for black women to be constantly put in a position where we're fighting to be loved and seen so much that we don't even have enough bandwidth to be properly critiqued about how to grow. I agree. And I think it's stunning our growth. And growth is I know every, a lot of bitter black women who honey. are bitter for, for, for reasons that make sense. But sis, when you mess up and you will because you're human, the show's right. called Humanized, who's going to check you? I love this. This is a great. This is a great topic. I I'm agreeing with everything. It's you're controversial, saying. girl, because you is. know we're gonna get cussed out by some people. We are. You should be. Every, everybody women's can. empowerment. Women's empowerment. I'm like women's empowerment should mean that we can take else together too. Well, here's the thing. Like we're all humans. We're always evolving. I I mean every day I I'm evolving. Every day you're evolving, and I'm. I always want to be able to check myself and be like, this is an opportunity for me to grow, this opportunity for me to learn, to educate myself on topics. Maybe I was, or even just be different in the way I engage and view things, you know, because I think it's so easy to get a chip on your shoulder and move through life angry mm-hmm. when you especially when you are rightfully angry like when the anger is well-founded it's easy to get swept up well in that founded, it's like i mean i remember last year during black lives matter movement i was fucking angry every day i was just angry i wanted to be angry all day every day and i was like this is not healthy like i was, I was going to the protest and that was a beautiful experience but then i would come home and i would just be angry still yeah. and i wanted to stay in that anger and i'm like okay i can't stay in that anger that's not healthy and so, you can you can use the anger and channel it in a way that's it's pro- th- that's, like, that's productive and, and it is actually like but you know what's so interesting about that kind of anger though and this is something i i called out one of my black male friends on he um had a podcast and i only listened to one episode but i love that i picked this episode because it was an episode about black lives matter and he was saying that he was giving the side eye to um all his white friends who weren't speaking up during black lives matter i was too then several months later we're in a situation where it's me and him but now sexism is the problem Ooh. and i'm giving him the Ooh. side eye as the the man who's my ally who should be speaking up on my behalf and he was like i don't want to get involved i said but no wait Ooh. I listened to your, that one episode of your podcast where you got mad at white folks when they were in a place of privilege for not wanting to get involved. Now you're a black man and I'm a woman and there's misogyny on the table and it's your turn to be the white person in the room, the person of privilege. Right. And you're saying the same thing that your friends that you were side-eyeing were saying. Do you not see 
how when you have privilege, it is hard to speak up. So if you can side eye white folks, black women are allowed to side eye you. 100%. Because now it's your turn to be the person to privilege. 100%. Um, I'm convinced that he found me annoying and did not see my point. Because here's the thing, guys. We only understand privilege when it's the other person who has the, pri the privilege. Once it's our turn to be in a position of privilege, suddenly universal laws no longer make sense to us. Because now it's applying to us. Yeah. And so I think a lot of black women are hurt that black men can speak so eloquently to white folks about privilege. But once the privilege is based on gender and not race, suddenly all those same arguments stop making sense to them. Well, so yeah. the anger is founded. However, if we hold on to the anger, to your point, suddenly we end up being donkeys too. So we're going to do a lightning round Ooh. where I'm going to ask you questions Ooh. where we're going to take the L together. You ready oh, for this? Oh, Lord, I'm scared. Don't be scared. The this Lord is humanized. Save me. For every black man who is convinced that black women do not know how to admit when they're wrong anymore, we are debunking that on camera. Lamar, fix your face. Don't be a bitter Betty. It's not a good color on you. Black mm -hmm. men, you've been saying you wanted this. I'm making it happen. You're welcome. Black women, also you're welcome because we actually need this. We need a healing. Oh God, All right, question number one. And you have, this is lightning round. So okay. this, this has to be concise, okay. but honest questions. Oh God, blue. And as your friend, if you lie, I would be like, Miriam, why are you lying on my show? Oh my God. Here's the thing, guys. Miriam loves me because she went through the, uh, what I call the annoying uh, hazing of me. When you first become my friend, <laughs> I radically tell you the truth all the time and watch you get mad at me 24 seven until you make peace with the fact that this is love. Miriam, you, you survived. <laughs> I didn't feel like there was much of a hazing though. No, girl, there was. There were a couple of times where you were like, why are you arguing with me? And then you'd walk away and be like, I just realized that you're as opinionated as I am and I've just never made we're, a friend. We're a lot alike. We're the same person even though so, the optics are different. Sometimes we have to like hit horns and then we'll be like, oh, like, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody's scared in the conversation. And, <laughs> and like, well, we're over. And that's what I love about our friendship is like, we can have a, a heated conversation and it doesn't linger like, like tomorrow, it's not catty. here with me. Or, yeah. It's like, no, that's not how relationships And the men in our lives, you can tell that they were like, oh, they're still going to talk after this. And like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're cool. Men need to see we're opinionated women. And go get some SpongeBob popsicles. And get drunk and go to the 7-Eleven <laughs> and go on live. Okay. That was a fun day, by the way. That we have was. to do that again. All right. First question. Shout out to Tumadre. Oh, Tumadre, we have to go back so there. Tumadre in I'm LA. Tumadre, oh, I would go there right I've only now. been there drunk with Miriam. I have no so idea if it's good, good sober. It's, have you, been, have you I, been there sober? I've been there sober several times since we left. You Judas. I know, I'm sorry. How do you find a place with somebody and then they cheat on you? You know what, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, first question, lightning round. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. I wish we had some like dramatic music. <laughs> Lamar, start Googling dramatic music and Lamar's send it to the like, producer. It's too late. Lamar, right. start Googling dramatic music, okay? <laughs> First question in the take the L sis lightning oh, round. Oh shit. I'm gonna answer these two, but you always go first. Okay. God, <laughs> set me up. Come Sacrificial on. lamb. On a scale of one to ten, that means it's a number. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. We've been drinking, bitch. Okay, <laughs> one to ten. How good are you at admitting you're wrong in general? One to ten, a number. I say six. That's a D. And why would you say a six? Um, I think it's, it's a little bit above average. Like, I'm not. <laughs> no. It, wait, 10's the highest, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit above average. Um, I would say a five is a medium. No, a six. Like, I'm very. Actually, I would bump me up to a, a seven. Just stick to the six. No, no, a why. seven. Mm -hmm. Because I'm actually, in the moment, my ego kind of comes in and I won't. But like, if you give me like 10 or 30 minutes, I'll be like, okay, you know what? I can admit I'm wrong, but I won't admit it for maybe till the next day because I'm like, I'm too prideful. But it, I can subconsciously admit it in my mind. I think you are a six because Aww. you're a four in the moment, but about a 7.5 later. 
Well, and so I think the average would be around a six. Okay, so it's six. So you're you're above average lucky later. Six. A lucky six. <laughs> In a moment, I'm like, okay, Mary's gonna bite my ass for about five minutes. I just gotta say this and get it out. But then though, you oh, you're right. You always come back and admit it. I will give you I that. Do. You and always I don't come wait back. a long time to do yeah, it. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Yeah. There's some people who are like, I'm gonna die before yeah, I tell so this. So that's whole why I think I should get a seven because there's no girls. The math said six, but it's okay. Lamar, seven, right? Seven. Lucky Lamar seven. knows math. It's a six. It's fine. Seven. My number is actually. Oh, I'm going to have to be honest about this. I'm going to be honest about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so my number is a seven because of this. How are you a seven? I'm not a seven. We the because same, Because we're not the same bitch. person. I'm 15 years older than you. Oh, like, I've been through a lot. That's we're, not we're, fair. We're giving, we're giving real answers. So here's the reason. I would say oh, blue is a 6.3. No, I'm not. So I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's a seven. Because here's the thing, right? A lot of times, and my friends, I love y'all, but I'm going to call out bullshit. A lot of times people hear what they're assuming I'm saying and not what I actually said. And they get very mad about what they heard, not what was said. And I have to sit around and wait for them to come down and then hear what I actually said to even get their real feelings about it, right? That is true. That is true. And, and here's the thing. I'm the bitch who literally, when I'm on camera, I've been on camera several times. I've been on camera several times where everybody in the room has said, Blue, you said it this way. And then they played it back. And I watched them all look stupid. You're like, and I didn't, bitch. Because, because honestly, I would love to be on a reality show. I'm very intentional about my words. So if you misquote me. Blue is very per my last email, ho. If you misquote me, there's a 99% chance that you fucked up. Because yeah. I, I, I don't ever misquote myself. However, because people always hear what they want to hear because they're hearing through the lens of their unhealed trauma. Damn. When they act, when I actually meet somebody who can listen clearly, not based on what they're assuming, but what's actually happening, it takes me a while to recognize, oh, she heard me correctly. She just caught me. Mm. So, so because everybody else tends to assume what I'm saying rather than listening to what I'm really saying, when I meet somebody who really has something to teach because they really heard what I said and they're not projecting their shit, it's real feedback, it takes me a little bit longer to recognize that because I'm so used to having to fact check everybody. And so I've learned to fact check nobody. Interesting. I'm going to just let you be wrong and maybe later on, and you know what's, what's happening when I let people be wrong and don't say anything? They'll be like, I was thinking about it. You actually didn't say that thing. Like, oh. mm. So for me, I'm at a seven because my opportunities to have someone call me out the first time and not have it be about them are very low. Because I always have to show grace for their shit first, wait for them to hear what was actually said, and then be like, you're right, I was wrong. But you made up a whole story before we got to be being wrong, though, and I still have to stop being mad about that. So for me, my ego has to come down from being mad that you misquoted me. Got I, I have to come because I'm a writer. I hate being misquoted. Got it. If we disagree about it, like perfect example, if we disagreed about something and you caught me saying something exactly as I said it and you disagree, I'm actually like a nine. But I'm so used to having to defend what I actually said that it puts me in a defensive space because now you're misquoting me and we're arguing about something that I actually didn't even say. Does that make sense? Okay, I got it. And Miriam, you've seen that happen to me several times. So where I've sent you screenshots. Blue is a six point eight point nine. <laughs> That's still a seven. <laughs> and Miriam knows I have a phobia against this where I'll actually send Miriam, look at the screenshots. I promise you, I said she this does. and she responded differently. Well, let me tell y'all something about blue. Oh God, here we okay, go. Okay, this is a warning disclaimer. I, I'm gonna drink water right now. Okay, out Lamar, here for, look away. out here for these screets. Mm -hmm. Don't be texting Blue some shit that you don't want Blue to keep. Don't be saying no shit to Blue that you don't want Blue to keep a mental memory of. Because she go remember it, honey. She go write it down. She go take a motherfucking picture. She go store it in a diary. So don't, because Blue is very per my last email, ho. So your email better come correct. And to my ex who stopped texting me, ooh, ooh, he ooh. can tell you that ooh. you don't have to text me anything. I'll still remember conversations with She'll beta. remember. 
She'll so remember. So not texting me does not help if you said it. Yep. She go remember. It's going to go on a mental note and she going to be like on October 31st. I have been that during several arguments. Yep. When you try me. Actually, I use it today. I told you about it. But here's the I, thing I, though. I, I always. from her. I always Bitch, show. Bitch, I paid you already. <laughs> God damn it. I will say this. I always show grace. I always say on October 3rd, when you said this, I could tell that you were annoyed with me. Ooh. And that's why I stopped talking. And you kept telling me to shut up, even though I hadn't been talking for five minutes. I love it. I held space for you to be annoyed without checking you. So now that I am about to check, you just know that you had a freebie first. <laughs> I just want to let you I, know, I do, bitch. I, do I let it slide. No, I do, I do give grace. No, I, I, do, I, I do a lot of grace. I feel like I learned from you because today in the situation, which I won't go into detail with. Don't go into But I it. had to... Um, I had to do a per our per your last email thing where I had to cover my track and be like per our last email and I was like okay this is how Booby feeling per my last email. Can I tell you something though? This is something, this is something to talk about taking the L. Okay. I do think that I have had to learn that some people think I have, I have Asperger's or I'm, I'm autistic. They're like Blue, it's not normal to remember everything, right? Right. So I've had to take the L and recognize that my brain is kind of rain manish. And so it's atypical to walk around remembering what the fuck you said all the time. It's atypical to walk around remembering timestamps and stuff. Right. So if humans, because it shows, again, humanized. Right. If human beings who don't, their brains don't work in that way, who aren't hyper thoughtful, because I do think I, I suffer from being hyper thoughtful sometimes. Yeah. I have to recognize that they're not doing anything wrong just because their brain doesn't catalog things the same way. And that I can advocate for myself Good Without taking it personal. You know what Good I mean? self-reflection, yeah. So I think I'm a seven now. If I got okay, more sleep, I'd probably be eight. She was seven. She oh, I've been a seven. seven. I've She's been a, a seven. seven, you guys. By the way, most people I know are four. So Mary and I are both above oh, average. I feel, I feel so privileged that no, I No, I'm have, being honest. I, I have like, oh, Lamar. Lamar is most not people I know are four. And Lamar can Lamar tell you, said. the irony is Lamar was with me for four months of a workshop where we had to literally grade people on their emotional intelligence. We literally did a final exam. Mar, you missed that last that last class. Oh. We did a final exam and literally most people fail, got an F. Four, yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying this as like self-aggrandizing. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but oh, here we go. both my parents say I'm very good at self-reflecting. <laughs> I am the favorite child though. Oh God, okay, <laughs> the alcohol has gotten it. So take the L means Miriam and I as two women have admitted that we are about a six to seven. I'm a six, I'm a six, you guys. Yeah, and I've worked very hard to be, six. to be, I'm a solid seven. <laughs> but, here's, but here's the funny thing. If I'm with somebody who I find is very accountable, who just uh -huh. in general is very accountable, I'm a, I'm a 10. Ooh. Because those three points are because I don't trust you yet. You know okay. what I mean? Like, if, if no, like, I don't trust you not in a bad way, in a, it's a muscle you haven't flexed yet. Like, perfect example, I like strong back men. If a strong back man says, Blue, I want to pick you up and throw you against the wall, I'm going to trust it because your back is already strong, right? She said, I think that back already. The back was strong before I got here. So okay, if you're a okay. very accountable person who gives constructive critique that have nothing to do with you, you're not projecting any of your own bullshit, you're really giving really great critique, and I see that your critiques are always not personal, when you get to me, I'm a 9 or a 10 because I've already seen you be objective with everybody else. Got it. But if everything is personal to you, I don't. I'm, I really don't want to hear shit you guys say for a minute. Period. It's going to take me a second to listen go, to you. Go, go to therapy and work it go out. Go to therapy and then come back and give me some feedback. All right. Question number two. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at admitting you're wrong to your man? Oh, child. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. For I'm those of you it. who are not watching us, uh, she just did the hair flip. She's like, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to take my motherfucking L. 
because I'm the four. <laughs> Let, let's let's and I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest about it. It's goes. I I will know I'm wrong in the moment. Like you will be like, Miriam, you did X, Y, and Z, and I'll be like, man, fuck this nigga. He just called me <laughs> on my shit. And I, for some reason, if I'm fucking you and dating you, it's like, I gotta wait a couple days to admit I'm wrong. I'm gonna sit about it. I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> all right, bitch, humble yourself and tell this nigga you wrong. And I'm not gonna say it just I'm wrong. I'll be like, you know, I was thinking, and maybe I could have handled that bit differently or better. You know, I'm trying to get to a five. I'm oh. but, <laughs> she's I, a six with strangers. But if you're your no, man, I'm a six with friends and family four. and associates. I'm a four if you're my man because mm-hmm. it's just it's just an ego thing. And I, I'll admit it. I'll take my L. Like I, this is why I love you. I'm bitch. not wrong a lot in my relationship, but so when I am wrong, it's hard for me to admit I'm wrong. It's hard for you to take the and L. It's hard for me to take the L. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time admitting that to somebody I'm being intimate with. Like, I don't know what it is. I'll be like, no, you're, you did this or I'll, I'll deflect. I, I will gaslight the fuck out of you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being very honest. God damn it. I um, love this show so much. Welcome to Humanize, guys. Like uh-huh. I threw my fine, my fine China on my, at my ex when we lived together. Shout out to my ex. He's dope. We're still friends. How do you shout out somebody through Fine China? Uh, no, no, no. When we were living together, I threw my Fine China that was passed on in my family, which was worth thousands of dollars. I don't know why I did this. I was, Is this the, the successful yeah. man child? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was also 19 at the time. So taking that grant. And I threw it at him for something I did wrong. And then for four wait, days. Wait, 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 wait. So Justin the Boy talks about toxic men. We're clearly having a toxic women episode. Four, but I was She 19. was wrong, but he got hit with Fine China. He didn't get hit. I threw it on the floor. As oh. an aggression, yeah, I threw it on the floor. But as I a sign my, of aggression, yeah, it was it was dumb. I regret it now because I'm like, shit, I could have that. But that's yeah. what was wrong. You could have had the china, not that you threw it. Yeah, I could have had the china. But um, a four is honest. But yeah, a four. I'm a solid four. Where do you think you are, Blue? So this is one that I've been... I think you would be around me in relationship. No, really, I'm, like, I'm the complete opposite. Really? So this is oh. one thing I always say: you never know somebody. Soften her up. <laughs> you never know someone until you see them in a relationship because every single friend. Every single coworker I've ever had has such a strong reaction to seeing me in a relationship. I don't like introducing y'all to people that I'm talking to. Ooh. Because I'm so much nicer. Now you you guys want that to I could see that. I I'm not going to be nice to y'all I like could see Blue be a real nice to her I'm man. I'm very... So I'm right a nine. Lamar, she would keep it... He I'm, get I'm, back So rubbed. on a scale of one to That's ten... That's back get rubbed. Me admitting I'm wrong to my man is like a nine. Okay. I, I, I admit I'm wrong even when I'm not, just because I'm like, look, he needs a win today. I'll just say it's me. You're like, come on here and break this back, honey. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm a Taurus. You guys I look- could actually see that. I could actually see you being really soft and being very, like, I'm, I fucked up, even if you didn't fuck up type mm-hmm. of situation with your man. That, and that's the thing, though, because I don't need to win in my romantic relationship. Like, I have, like, it's the one place I have no ego. See, it's like a learning disability. Honey, I'm a I, I, my ego is so big everywhere else when it comes to my romantic relationships. I'm like, I'm worried about us. I just no. want us to be okay. Us Capricorns, we don't leave our ego. No, Capricorn, honey. You know what it is? Tauruses are the ages of 14 to 21. So we're like the, 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 the college freshmen when we're in love. Okay. Capricorns are about 67. <laughs> they want to know where their assets are. We have separate bedrooms and don't fuck with my money. So, well, because Capricorns, we never want to. <laughs> think we're wrong because most of the time we aren't wrong like we're actually very no i tried guys I shout want out to the to capricorns know. listening you shout know out to you know what it who is heard me try shout out to the capricorns you know what time it is um we're the goats of the zodiac so um, we're gonna flip to the next question um so i'm a nine when I, to my man but a seven to everybody else okay you know why though what did i say earlier if i trust if you if she trusts you i will actually be more likely to like take the l immediately 
By the time I, I even claim you as my boyfriend, I have to trust you. That's true. So you're automatically part of that group. That's true. I'm sorry to the men I've dated. Damn, Miriam was like, I'm still a forest. I feel sorry, sorry for to this man. man. <laughs> <laughs> we need to toast to this. Let's toast sorry. to honesty. Sorry to those men. Can I, and we also say that Miriam and I are, oh, there's a, a pretty significant age gap. I'm actually closer to your mom. Are though. you sure? Because uh, according to the person who introduced us, I'm 20. How old am I now? Ooh, let's not be petty. How old am I now? We have a friend who's older than both of us who likes to who li lie about people's lies ages. Lies people's ages, yeah. But um, because of this i can admit that when i was your age i would have been all your, your answers so far oh i'm the mini blue like no seriously every answer you're giving i'm like oh shit i said that before our hair is kind of alike today too i'm like, telling you this is like spider-man universe all right so next question you ready lightning round okay we hear about toxic masculinity a lot but what's one toxic trait that you have as a woman that you hope to change one day you still have it as a woman? And oh, by the way, disclaimer, we said this to Norman last time. At Humanize, we are an emotionally responsible space and therefore you are not allowed to give self-aggrandizing answers like I love too much, my heart's too big, I'm just too giving. Those God are, damn it. Those That's are just true for passive me, aggressive ways of saying you suck at setting boundaries. What's something that I, I sh oh, say that again, what is it? What is one toxically feminine, I guess, as your woman trait that you have that you're still working on eradicating? I don't know if it's a toxic trait. It I has think to be toxic for it to be the answer. Is it that men, I want men to pay for dinners and shit? Is that toxic? Don't say I love too hard. Girl, I said no, men that pay for dinner. That, no. No? That's a soft one. Okay, Home, you go yes. first to give me an mm -hmm. example. I, hey, I'm not, girl, you know what toxic is. A toxic trick is a woman. I thought fine china would have been a great one. Um, <laughs> like, think about it. Like, something well, that you Well, I was going to do when I was 19. I don't do it all the time. Uh... You go first. I gotta think about mine. I, got, I really gotta think about mine. You got. You go first. You go first. I gotta think we're, about we're mine. We're in the hot seat. I got to think about mine. All right. So keeping it a buck where it's not a compliment or something that's considered like everybody does it. My toxic trait is that um, when I catch someone lying, I don't tell them and I let them lie some more so that I have a more compelling <gasps> case. Keep lying. Ooh. There are people who, right now who I'm still being nice to who I caught lying months ago and I'm just listening so that that might <laughs> i was raised by scorpios though lamar's scorpio i was raised by scorpios <laughs> so a lot of times the men that i date will be like yo that dick must be good because she didn't catch me at expo i caught you Ooh. i just want to see what your character here's the she, thing she's like i want to see how you maneuver your real character is who you are when you think i'm stupid i love that so and also dummy i'm i'm psychic i do readings why would you want to be lying to a psychic that you're sleeping with <laughs> she said i'm gonna pull some cards you, on your you mental tonight. giant and so i like to see how people act when they don't know i know mm. because that's really you right because when i don't think somebody knows something and i you know people swear me secrecy a lot if mm. i'm sworn to a secret i'm not gonna move funny just because i'm holding a secret for somebody i'm still gonna treat you normal but a lot of people, when they think they have something over you, they're thinking, oh, Blue thinks she's a smart bitch. Ha. She doesn't know about X, Y, and Z. She doesn't know that when I turn my fa my phone face down or mm -hmm. when I say friend instead of giving a name like I usually do. Like, she doesn't know any of that. Like, you know what I mean? So I'll play stupid because I get to see who are you when you think you're more clever than me. Plot twist, you're probably not. So stop that. But Ooh. I want to see who you are when you think you're more clever than me. So I recognize now it might be toxic. There's some situations where it's actually not toxic because at least I'm not jumping to conclusions. There've been like one or two times where I was wrong and waiting for more information hmm. brought it down. But nine times out of 10, I just catch them in bigger lies. So that's Got my toxic you. trait that I'm working through that I don't, 
call niggas out when I catch them lying to me. I think my toxic trait is that I have diary at the mouth that I don't think before I speak a lot. Oh, that's a big one, yeah. And that if I say, like, I'm very much like, I... I think that if I feel something, I should just express it because I'm just like, let's just express it and like talk about it, get over with it. But I don't realize that I could say things that are incredibly offensive and mm -hmm. and speaking my truth. And that's my toxic trait where I'll be like, you know, Blue, why the fuck did you do that? That was dumb as fuck. Let's talk about it. And you'll be like, whoa, bitch, that was really hurtful. I'm like, that was hurtful. I'm going to call you back. Yeah. And I'll hang up. I, I, have, <laughs> I have diarrhea of the mouth. I will get off the phone. Because you know, here's the thing. The old me... Would have like had a back and forth. I've really learned that my blood pressure cannot take what happens if I keep going. So I'm just like, oh, you're having a bad moment. Let's talk later. Yeah. And, and then have, I'll literally let it go. My toxic trait is definitely diarrhea of the mouth. That's very honest. Next question. On a scale of one to 10, when it's dating, how important is money in a man? Um. So me- No explanation, just a number. How important now? Seven. For me, it'd probably be about a six. So we're mm -hmm. close. Yeah. Oh, we kind of switched places. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how important is money in marriage? Seven. I think in marriage, it bumps up to an eight. Because for me, it's not about how much money you make. Because again, I've mentioned this before. I've, I've made more money than most of the men I date. It's more so about how good are you at managing money and how honest are you about money? Financial literacy then. Yeah. It's not just financial literacy. It's financial, like honesty about, honesty. about your finances. I would, if I got married, I'm being completely honest. If I got married, I would not. Um, my finances would still be separate from my husband's. Would you get a prenup? I would, yeah. Yeah, I would probably get a prenup. Yeah. I would want the person I'm married to to get a prenup too. My, 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 Even if my husband was crazy rich, I'd still want a prenup. Yeah, I would want a prenup as well. I mean, my both my parents, my parents were together for, since 17 to 47, and my parents always kept their finances separate. My dad just paid the mortgage and did all the, you know, the, the typical manly old school stuff. But um, when they divorced, there was no, my mom... Oh, wait, you said a seven, but a lot of men don't believe in that anymore. They so if you met a man who said that he wants you to split the bills, would you be open to that? Because that's actually not considered the norm. Um, anymore. I wouldn't be opposed to it on certain circumstances. Like explain. For, um, it would it would just have to be, depend. Like I I used to feel like that, but now I don't because you used to feel like what? Like the man should pay for the mortgage or the rent or whatever, and. I mean, I don't know. I haven't lived with anybody since my ex-boyfriend where he did pay for the rent. But for me, like, I'm, I want to buy, I, you know this, I want to buy my own house next year. Mm -hmm. So if I were to buy my own house and I were to get married a year or two later and the man want to move into my house, because I probably will buy a bomb ass house and you move in my house. I, if he's paying half the mortgage in my mind, I'm thinking that he's going to want to be on that house. Like be, put my name on the house then. Right. Hell no. Your ass, your ass ain't going on the house. So I, you don't pay the fucking electric bill or something. My thing is like, I don't look the younger me looked at men and, and thought that financial security was important, but every single man I've dated who, um, offered financial, well, you still think financial security is important. Yeah, I, I do. But I mean, like to an extreme, right? Like where every guy I was dating was like multi-millionaire, multi-this. Like, so, so there's a different the tax so, so, bracket. So let's separate that too, because we talked about this last episode. There's financial security and then there's wealth. So you're talking yes. about wealth, which yeah, is very different. Wealth. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's, that, that's different. But yeah, I would be open to splitting um, finances with somebody because why not? Like I'm not old. I'm not so old school in that. Like, right. hey, if we want to split the mortgage together or this, or because we're going to invest this money in this, as long as there's a, a reason for it, that makes sense. If it's just like... Like you're just being kind of like, I don't want to pay. Like, I, hey, go half with me because I, I can't afford it or something like that. Like, I can't do that. But but, but what if but most guys would say that, though? Most guys would be like, we both live here. I want you to pay half. Yeah, I mean, I'd be open to it. 
I'd be open to it. It depends on the circumstance, Blue. I'd be I'd be open to it. Cause my thing is like I make I make enough money to to live the lifestyle I want to live for myself. I don't depend on the person I'm dating to provide. I, if I want to go on a trip, I can go on a trip. If I want to do this, I'll go buy that. I, but if your guy can't afford it, well, I that would be interesting. He might get left behind. He might get left behind. The reason why I'm asking this is because a lot of times when we talk about financial literacy, we conflate security with wealth. Mm-hmm. Wealth is way past security. Right? Wealth is way past security. Security just means he probably makes less than you, but he can afford to pay his bills and contribute. Right. Wealth means that he can take care of you. I would not be angry if I was with a part a person and or we were married or whatever, and we split the mortgage together. I personally, me, I know I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this because people will be like, Ooh, and I know people would assume the opposite based on you know right. who I am. But no, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So I've only dated guys that I've shared bills with. So Oh, really? I've never had somebody pay, but if I met somebody who wanted to pay, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Right. It's not an expectation. It's not an expectation. Next question. What is the biggest L you've ever taken in your love life? Uh, <laughs> I probably don't want to talk about that. <laughs> the biggest L. Um, the biggest, yeah. You can tell it in a way that you feel comfortable. Probably feeling so comfortable with somebody you just met Mm -hmm. and not being aware that people are predators. Mm, That's a good one. That's a good one. That for me. My biggest L was falling in love with somebody's representative. Yeah. And then waiting years for that person to show back up. Years? Yeah, you know how when you keep a door open, people can always come back in? Yeah, you're like, So it'd be like, we would date other people. And oh. then, and then my Mr. Big would show back up and I'm like, did you change Mr. yet? Mr. Big, that motherfucker. Did you change it? And because I got a glimpse of like, oh, this is who you can be at your best, but it was a representative. And I got spent you. almost a decade w- waiting for the representative to show back up. That's hard. Never did because it wasn't real to begin with. Aww. So that was a big L. I'd probably be married by now. Shout out to the narcissists of the world. Shout out to the narcissists who are attracted to empaths. I now get understand why that happens. Oh. I hate that phrase, you attract who you are. That's not true. It's not true because I even true. attract narcissists in my friendship as well. Yeah. A lot of times when you're an overgiver, you attract, you, you attract yeah, people who are overtakers. You, you attract that. All right. So what are the top three things you now look for in a relationship based on who you know you are versus who you hoped you were? Oh, based on who I know. Oh, okay. Because I used to think that I wanted a bad boy. Okay, and then I realized, yeah. I'm too sensitive. This shit's no, gonna hurt my feelings. Shout out to COVID for humbling my ass. Wait, shout out to COVID. I've never thought that we were gonna hear that. No, on no, the shout show. out to COVID because the pandemic really put in perspective what was it important both to of me. Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's important to me is a man who is spiritual, mm-hmm. a man who takes care of his health. And when I say health, I mean wellness and everything. Mm-hmm. And a man who is considerate. I love that. My list is. Number one on my list is a man who's emotionally invested in me specifically (laughs) because I keep running into people where we're both looking for what the other one has, but we don't want each other. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So if you're amazing, but it's not directed at me, I don't give a fuck. Right. (laughs) So the first thing I need moving forward is someone who's emotionally invested in giving whatever that goodness is to me specifically. Yeah, 100%. No, he's a good guy. Maybe we'll... No. If it's not towards me, it's none of my business. Right. That's the first thing. Second thing is I need somebody who is thoughtful. Because I'm hyper thoughtful, you at least have to be regular thoughtful. Yeah, you do need someone who's thoughtful. I need someone... Because I'm... Because you're super thoughtful. I'm, I'm thoughtful... 
to a, to a degree where I I feel like I might actually do have a learning disability. She's so thoughtful <laughs> that her her guest bathroom is like a club bathroom. It has condoms. It has tampons. It's, it has, a plan, it has a plan B in case you get pregnant. Have, you, have you guys ever tried the spritzer? Like if you're a little bit hot, she's got pooparia. I have pooparia because you don't want to embarrass yourself because you're about to blow up the bathroom. No, like I'm hyper thoughtful. Like I think I might have a disability, and so what I think is inconsiderate, most people just think is annoying. Yeah. And by the time you get to regular and considerate, you're an, you're a dick. Like yeah. I don't even want to deal with you. So yeah. I realized that I don't need somebody who's perfect. I don't need somebody who's smart. Shout out to all the men out there who are not that bright who try to pretend to be smart to get me. Ooh. I don't even need that. Spend more time being thoughtful than trying to re Google. Bring right? me some fucking flowers. Just be thoughtful. I don't need you to know it's about politics. Thing. I don't need you to know about all the stuff that I know about. I get paid to know this stuff. When I'm off, I don't know about, about the shit either. Right. I need you to just be thoughtful because if you're thoughtful, we can learn everything else. Yeah, I think it's just bringing flowers. Write me a handwritten card. Like I love handwritten notes. Third know? thing though, break my back. Third thing is though is um uh good chemistry. Because I do like mischief. Ooh, she said, I like to dress up in those. If costumes. we can't have fun and do like random naughty shit, I don't just always mean sexual. Like just go on a naughty vacation or if we go to, uh, you know, Puerto Or go to like an amusement park and have fun. Or if we go to Puerto Rico and we end up in a swingers club, let's just go watch and laugh at the natives. Like whatever, right? But like, that's <laughs> what Yeah, I, I have weird thoughts about fidelity on vacation. I what happens like, on vacation stays I on feel vacation. Like if this oh, a, would you do a threesome? Question. I, I have done threesomes. When, yeah. Would you do a threesome in your relationship? As a, a reward for making it to a certain marker. You would? Oh. Here's the thing. We have to be at a place where we're so secure. I'm more worried about me leaving than you leaving. Because I know I'm not leaving, right? But if I feel secure in my relationship, a vacation threesome with someone who we will never speak to again might happen as an anniversary gift after the five-year mark. I love threesome single in a relationship. I love threesomes when I'm the focal happening. point. I don't like being I had a, a side piece no, of threesome. I, had a thre I need to be the focal point. Every threesome I've been in, the other girl has been like, there. I had a threesome with a friend Girls of mine. get mad in threesomes. No, no, I had a threesome with a friend of mine. And it, first of all, it was just me and her. And then our friend just, it just happened, whatever. Not oh. getting too much detail. But when we nice. left, we were in the Uber and she goes, I feel like it was all about you. Like, I mean, it is all about you. She's like, I was into you, but she's like, fuck, like, it wasn't about me at all. And I was like, this is awkward. This See, is awkward. Now. She needs to know her ego. I had a threesome. So most of the threesomes I've had, you guys, I don't do threesomes anymore. <laughs> I just realized I've been drinking and I forgot we were on camera. Shit. Lamar, I am so sorry. You're getting paid to hear this. So I don't do threesomes anymore because, you know, COVID and aging and I'm just tired. However, in 90% of the threesomes I've been in, I was the lollipop. It was two people scheming on getting me. That was me. The I was one lollipop. time that I was, it was equitable. It wasn't even favoritism. We were just all equals. Uh-huh. That I didn't even like. I didn't like being an equal. I need to be, I need to be the lollipop. I need to be the lollipop. So I know that if I couldn't even deal with being an equal, I sure as hell couldn't deal with being unfavored. Yeah. I My like being the lollipop. That. I'll be I the lollipop. I need to be the lollipop at all. We went to Cuba literally. Oh, I shouldn't say this. Oh, don't, don't spell the name. Uh, we're going to keep this in, but just know that Cuba's a sexy place. Um, I want to have a threesome in Cuba now. I tried to. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different story for a different time. Ooh, child. Um, yeah, we tried to have a threesome. It ended, I, I think it ended a friendship. It was a whole no, lot. Threesomes are great when I'm single. Threesomes are only fun when you're single. I would never yeah, want to do one in a relationship. I, would, no, it, I guess, but Tiana Taylor and um, Iman Sh uh, Shumpert, Super, I never say his name right. But Iman and Tiana, she likes the threesomes and he does it for her. They said this before. And like a, if my a man interview. was like, I want a threesome, I'm like, you want to die? No, threesomes only work when the woman wants it, guys. If yeah. you want a threesome, you better lie and make her convince her it was her idea. Because if it's your but, idea, we're having but problems. why is it when, okay, I've never done. Because we can trust us. I know, but I've always done a threesome with another woman, right? 
But mm-hmm. why is it, and I'm not one of these girls who want this, but why is it when the girl wants two men that it's like a train? Like, men are not yeah, for that still, shit. They're, they're I need to explain to you like, guys. It's another girl, they're all for it. But it's like, if a girl to go, go to her man and say, I want you and him, they'll be like, what, bitch? I will say this, that like, guys need to realize how counting works. If it's three people, it's still a threesome just because of, you know, math. So, like, have you ever watched that movie Savage where Blake Lively gets that is like a I've, sexy I've watched, fantasy? I've of watched my, a lot of things where she got I will it. say this as somebody who's been in settings where there's been two men. I want to uh, watch, that. Um, watch that tonight. You need to be in a space where the men don't know each other and they're just happy that you're there, but they don't, they don't even care about each other. Have you watched the movie Savage? No, you got to watch it. They were both in love with her and they were all understanding. I'm like, that is an ideal situation. What is the, the, the wildest number of partners you've had? in a 24 hour period. Take the L, sis. The threesome. Oh. I'm not, oh, I haven't had it been a lot, a lot of sexual partners. Ma'am. If I'm being honest, I can count on two hands. I I, oppose, I know people look at my Instagram and think like, no, wow, no. she's got bodies. I don't. I don't she, have Ma'am does not have bodies. Also, I know their names, I know their numbers still. I will say two this, shout out, to the commu- shout out to the kink community on the East Coast. Um, I'm not in the king community anymore. But so when I was younger, what is your I number? Was. What is your number, Blue? Keep it a buck. What? What is your number? Okay, this is called Take the Elses. Take the Elses. It's more than three. Ooh. But here's the thing. It was one party. So it's different when it's like, it's not like you were going to different houses. Wait, was it one after the other? It, it, no, it was the, no, it was all the same time. It was a mansion party. But shout out to my friends on the East Coast. Y'all know how we used to get down back in the day. Oh. I'm saved now. Oh, so wow. Lamar, Miriam. I need you both to not judge. This is a I'm not judging. real I lo- sex shame. One thing about me, I love sexual liberation. Like, I actually, like, I love listening to people be, like, I think sex is the most natural thing you can do. By however- the way, though, it, it was gross. Oh, okay. There was a certain point where if you smell too many genitals at once, you're like, you know what? This is not giving what it was supposed to have gave. And honestly, after that, that little orgy party, I've never done anything wild again. Like, it cured me. You know when you go so wild? That there's nothing left to okay, try. Okay, can we talk about vaginas for a second? Because oh, I we were about to end the show. <laughs> I I can't. I don't know about you. Take the else's. Go for it. I'm all for like receiving head from a woman, but I'm not gonna return the favor. Oh, is that wrong? No, it just means you're not gay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. means you're not gay. People who like women like women. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've never done that. You're like that guy in prison who will let like a twink go down on him in yeah. his cell, but like will come out and get that's, married. That's me. That's not gay. That's just opportunity and convenience. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of selfish where I'm just like, oh, I need to You're be You're not selfish with guys because you actually like them. I need to be very clear. I'm not going to eat your vagina, but you can eat mine. And I will enjoy it, but it, it will not be returned. Yeah, that's not bisexual. That's just horny. Okay. All right. Well, guys. Um... <laughs> Lamar's looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look at Lamar's Lamar, Lamar has I feel so like many Lamar questions. just hit a third puberty. Let's, ask, let's let Lamar ask one question. He has a question. Lamar, Lamar do, do you have a, question? No, take the L. It's called take the L and you're take a guy. What, do you have a question what's for women? What's a take the L question you can for ask? For women who are willing yeah. to take the L. What's the question? By the way, this is going to be ongoing things. You're, you're my first take the L, sis. Oh, God. Shout out to Mary Ma. She'll be back. You see why I love her? Hit Lamar. What's your, what's your take what's the L, sis question? take the L question? My take the L question is, uh-huh. as women, mm-hmm. The question Lamar is asking for those who cannot hear him because he's not mic'd is when your homegirls do some hoe shit that's fucked up, it's going to make a man cry to his boys. Do any of y'all tell her hoe ass that she's breaking this man's heart? I do. Yeah, we do. In I fact, do. me and Miriam, Miriam, I'm, quick to, let my, it, I'm quick to let my friend when know Miriam when they're was, fucking is, up. is dating someone and it's somebody that I respect, 
I'll sometimes get mad on his behalf. Like, yo, tell your homegirl who's trying to get you to go to X, Y, and Z that you in a relationship and that's fucked up. Like, Mary, you know we've had that moment. Yeah, like, we have. I don't even like homegirls who invite relationship friends into situations that are disrespectful to a relationship. So I won't even get in the car. Like, bitch, like, why are you in the car with us? Like, you got a whole ass man, go home. So I'm a little bit extreme. Mary was more like, live your best life, sis, but don't tell that nigga to call me because I don't want to lie to for you. Yeah. You're, she's a little bit nicer. I won't even get in the car with I, you. No, I'll be like, that's fucked up. Don't do that, sis. Or, you know, I think that's disrespectful. I'm very honest with my friends. Yeah. The group of friends we do have, I feel like. I get offended. Like, why are you doing dirt on my watch? You know I'm what like, I do for girl, a living. I don't want to look at your nigga the next day while you was out here. And now he's making us waffles and I got to look away <laughs> from him. Because you smell like Tony and them from last night. No, yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to be your. I don't. I don't think I have friends who are really messy like that though. Like I don't. I have, and all them hoes don't talk to me no more because they know that I would not. Because she said, "Take I the L, sis. Take home. the L." The funny thing is, sometimes you like your your homegirl's man more than you like her. You're like, damn, he's he's too good for her. Yeah, she's not in a place where she even deserves him yet. So yeah, it's like you don't. <laughs> you you don't even. You don't even know what you're dating. You're like, sis, who am I going to hook him up with after you break his heart? Damn. So the, the answer to Lamar's question is, we are yes. the, but we're very opinionated earth signs. That's true. Shout out to the fellow Capricorns, Virgos, Tauruses. We don't really give a shit about none you of y'all's feelings. I wish we could have talked about what we have to wrap. It's holding us up, holding ourselves accountable how we treat other women. So I will say, because I don't treat other women badly, it would have been a very short conversation. Yes, but I think it would be good to talk. I think in gen I think we need to talk to somebody who's actually problematic who's come to the other side. Like remember when Gabrielle Union came out and admitted that she used to be a hater and that she got saved and realized the error of her ways? I didn't know she did that. Yeah, it was a big mo it made me like her a lot more because she took the L and was like, "Look, I used to be a hater because I was insecure and I didn't want to like feel like I was less than other women, so I would always find a way to be like, "Oh, she thinks she's cute." And then I realized that I wasn't hurting anybody but myself. Mm -hmm. That's the moment where I fell in love with her 10 times more. I love that. So if we could find, as somebody who's actually been too nice to women and I get in trouble for it, if we could find somebody who used to be problematic to women sincerely and who could take that L, I would love that conversation. I would happen. too. Because you and I are just going to sit here and talk about how we keep it a trouble with each other. Like, that's not going to be real. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're, we're not atypical. So, okay. Because so we're not pick me's guys. Wait, let's pick me's write say, each other. I'm a special kind of girl. We're regular women who are just good people. Let's write each other on our ability to take an L today on today's show. What would you rate me on my ability to take an L? In what respect? And everything based on what we talked about. A general rating. Seven. I take an L out of seven. Is that good or bad? Look at Miriam's face. I would say a, a, a seven just because there's there's a lot of sevens and eights, and then there's that big big ass four. <laughs> well, you throw so fire the math is just mathing. So it's not me giving you the seven; it's just the math. Okay. <laughs> what would you give me? I'm gonna give you a seven too, Mary. That's spite. That's not how math works. <laughs> Well, I don't remember all your numbers. So why would you even ask this question? You're right. It was. You guys just gotta listen to our real friendship. Miriam is my you, real I'll friend. I'll give you eight point five, Blue. I love fractions for us. I love fractions. It leaves a little wiggle room. I right? don't like whole numbers. I like whole humans, though. What does that mean? People who are wholehearted and not trying to fill oh, voids okay. with self-limiting yeah. bullshit. Um, Miriam, I think this take the Elsis. It was our first, but it definitely won't be our last. To all the women out there who are listening, black, brown, and others who like to be nosy, but love us anyways. Taking um, your L is part of your growth. I need you to know that the strong black woman moniker is killing us, literally killing us. It's killing us in hospitals where they don't think that we are as strong. I mean, that we are as um, supple as other women, so we are less likely to get the healthcare we want. It's killing us in our families because nobody checks on us because we're always checking on them. Mm -hmm. It's killing us in our relationships because we have boyfriends who are also our kids. 
Ooh. because we're babying them because we want to keep them. Second childhood. It's killing us in our friendships because we're being pick me's and, and competing with other women who we should be using to uplift us and not as competition. And it's killing us with ourselves because if you can't even take the L with yourself, then how the hell you can take it with anybody else? And so as someone who has a tendency to be seen as a strong black woman, I wanted to have this moment where we could be messy and human by humanizing ourselves and recognizing that it's okay for women to take the L. Um, for all of you who have watched the show previously, I did not bring my terminology for the end of the show because I, I think I was more worried about the Jack Daniels. <laughs> but, but please check out uh, Humanize with Blue Toulousma on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to watch the full video early release because the video gets released on Patreon first, go to patreon.com backslash bluecentric. This is my friend, Mary Mont. She's my real friend, as you can probably tell from listening. We love you guys for watching. And as always, please remember to humanize everybody in the room. I All love right? it. Yay. I love you for doing this. Let's do a final toast. Oh God, I'm drunk. Shit, I know. I, I don't have anything in my... Oh, yes, do. you do, bitch. That's a whole goal. Oh, Let's yeah. toast to being real ass bitches who can take the L. Because two L's make what? A W. I feel like that just got real sexual. Like, I said, gulp and take the Mariam, L. Mariam, you like, killed my metaphor. I was saying sorry. two L's make a W. Oh, okay, okay. Two well, L's make fuck a it. W. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> I'm making a W in my throat. Okay. okay, two L's make a W. Love you, bitch. <laughs> this show's a mess, but I love it. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B, and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Cast.